0: Friday, August tenth, two thousand eighteen, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios on the Ones and Twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. It's really weird, just two of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, Eddie and we're, and we're not is. in the same room either. Yeah, it's really. I'm just in a big room by myself. <laughs> For days like this, I think we need to get a dummy, and just like 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 one of those old crash test dummies that look really lifelike, you know. <laughs> With like the silicone skin and all Like what Mythbusters uses And just like to have him in the studio So you got someone to look at Even if that someone is an inanimate dummy Ballistic dummy Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm I'm just in a big empty room With a big table looking at a TV screen Of all my friends
1: who have left me? Yeah, if you had a, a <laughs> ballistic dummy on uh, uh, ventriloquist <laughs> strings, would that help? Yes, I feel like that's a legit question. Chandler, make a note for for Mark and the finance team that we need to uh, bookmark some funds to get a very lifelike dummy in the studio. I like it. Thanks. I like just it. just make the note
0: on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello! Joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Howdy, y'all! And from a mile away from Tyler Huckabee, <laughs> there in Nashville, <laughs> author, speaker, podcaster, Annie F. Downs.
2: Good morning, gents. Happy Friday. Still can't figure
0: out why you guys haven't just gotten together for coffee or
3: something.
2: You don't know. You don't know when we've hung out. You're making a ton of assumptions about our friendship. We just
3: got done with brunch. We had a lovely brunch. Just to like at the halfway. Yeah, point, yeah, we just met there. And we pulled sandwiches. Breakfast sandwiches
2: out of our bags and stood yeah. on the highway and ate them. It was adorable. It was a great friendship <laughs>
1: moment. <Super laughs> hey camera. I had one other benefit of having a ballistics dummy right there in the studio next to you. You've seen Mythbusters. You know the material I'm talking about. Yeah. It's very lifelike. It's very you fleshy. You can drop it, it off a skyscraper, it you can light it on fire, <laughs> you
0: can you can shoot it.
1: Yeah. yeah. But wouldn't it be very satisfying? Maybe I'm just sick. Okay, and I um, will say that I will preface sure. what I'm about to say. But if you can if you get really frustrated at something, just go punch that ballistic dummy as hard as you can, right in the stomach, and like, ah, boom! Like that—that's <laughs> really satisfying, fleshy. You know, I feel like I feel like if we all had ballistic dummies just lying around no. that we could occasionally maybe open handed slap. Do you that hold would, hold on, really I actually have a legitimate question right now? Because we're this all very, 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 very yes, therapeutic. It'd be very
0: therapeutic. Very, a lot very of different money. personality types in this yeah. podcast. I have a real question for you. When you get frustrated, <laughs> yeah. do you need to like punch a wall or something? Do you is that does it build up and like explode in you? Like, does that help you feel better if you were to hit a dummy? But as you guys
1: know, you guys are all aware of my temperament, <laughs> and usually I'm pretty <laughs> even Leaning keel. And when something bad happens, I I just squish it down into a tiny, tiny ball on the inside. Every once in a while, the pressure just... It's like an episode of Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't know if you guys are watching the new hit show. <laughs> it, it comes to the surface and it is, it is, uh, it is violent, uh, irrational, and uh, it involves me spending uh, about $2,400 on a very lifelike silicone ballistic stuff to occasionally <laughs> receive my wrath. Well, I get really so. frustrated and it's like built
0: up. I just send very long emails. That's that's that, and then I feel better. Uh, oh, we, do oh, we know? You? <laughs> 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 Wait,
2: I haven't got one yet. What do you mean? Do you? I'll give you like a couple.
1: It. I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See, I hey, Annie, I get them, and then I go punch my ballistic dummy to before replying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know that, you know that wise
1: thing that they say that those
0: emails that occur to you at you know two in the morning, yeah. and you want to fire, you want to address it, like write it, but don't put the don't put the uh, two in. There. There and like just look yeah. at it yeah, in the morning. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't. I don't look at it in the morning. I just figure, well, well you know, it's a true and authentic. i sleep experience. better
1: getting this yeah. off my chest. <laughs> but Cameron, if you had, if you had a silicone dummy that you could just give a hearty slap to the face yeah, at two no, in the morning, no, no. that's not. Your
2: I feel like that. No, and also, Cameron, you should not send those emails in the middle no, of the I night. Know. Everyone knows. I know. Yeah. And angry emails, no, no. emails to exes, no, no. emails to family members you're not happy with. You don't send any of those. Tyler
1: emails. doesn't even read them. Tyler doesn't even read them.
3: I fi- I figured right. he couldn't have meant it. It was
4: 2 in the yeah, morning. He's don't probably you
2: know like he sleep sleep check typing
1: check the time an email, stamps. So I don't Yeah, that. that's true. Uh, also, also real talk, real talk real quick. Are, are you guys watching Dr. Pimple Popper? I watched the
4: that. The new show? <laughs> what is that?
1: No. <laughs> no. Oh man, I can't no. turn away. It's, it's horrible and disgusting. And it's like not something I think would appeal to me, but I can't help. Like, I've watched, I watched like three hours last night. And I'm like, there's something wrong with me. There is something Science. wrong with society what? that it's this it, is it, like, it's, the it's new what hit I show. think it is. It's a dermatologist who literally is like, yeah. Yes. So she had like a super popular oh, Instagram gosh. account where it would just be videos of her, like, Lancing Yeah, It's so gross. Yeah. Cameron. And the Instagram account got so popular that TLC gave her a new show because, I mean, there is evidently some learning that can go on while you're, you know, like, I learned all about cysts last night. Oh, <laughs> TLC, yeah. TLC used to stand for the learning
0: uh, channel. So that's
3: yeah. right. okay. And yeah, it's, still, it's still learning. We're going to have to tag this as explicit.
2: Yeah. You, can't, you can't have kids
5: listening
1: to this conversation. This it's, is too
2: gross. Super I gross don't want to listen to this right.
1: conversation. I'm a grown man. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm commenting on pop culture. It's a big show right Literally,
2: now. Literally, pop, pop culture. Pop yeah, uh. uh, oh. culture. Yeah. Cameron, yeah. well done. High fives across the lines. Annie, what
3: do you do when you've got, like, when that frustration builds up? you don't maybe you do i don't know maybe you do slap uh like a crash test dummy no,
0: That's she, she is an intern for that
2: <laughs> i <laughs> i probably lean toward well it, i probably almost always cry because i just when I, I cry when i'm mad which is infuriating when you're like unhappy with a work situation because yeah. it's hard for me to like i have sure. to like
6: yeah dry yeah, it up yeah
2: um but i probably yeah i mean i i cameron and i are built very similar i write those middle of the night emails i just have wisdom and i don't send the them they they're in the drafts they're in the drafts and then the next morning I go oh I am so glad I didn't send that guy that email <laughs> because the the Annie the, the emails out.
1: all the emails in the drafts folder that you have addressed to me go ahead and send them let's get it off the chest yeah, what just, I do just guys say there's it,
2: nine I'm there's not gonna,
3: absolutely nine of them just Defcon 5 just like go all <laughs> see drafts, I would never release. I would
1: never resort to actual violence that's why it's a silicone dummy but I will say I would probably result of <laughs> vandalism sometimes I'm like I'm so right <laughs> I'm so I'm so you know riled up right now you know how good it would feel a smash up a very intricately bur- built birdhouse it would feel fantastic <laughs> just obliterate that thing
2: what about you Huck what do
3: you do it's, it's like a flash dance type situation I just <laughs> take to the streets
1: you go down to just the something. old abandoned warehouse on the edge of town Takes put the boombox on and, and just dance milk. it Flips. off
3: Spin, just spinning. line dance. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, it's Western Nashville, world. so it's like a line dance. It's not. It's yeah. not as exciting. It's, yeah. It's yeah. At one point, yeah. you
1: jump on old like meat hanging hooks and do like a parallel <laughs> ring bar <laughs> routine. It's it's pretty impressive. i It's I've exciting. It. It, it's yeah. exciting.
3: It, it's a. I don't. I'm not good at it, so I end up in the hospital, and then mm. I'm just mad again because it's expensive. So it's sort of a. It,
1: the curse. If Huckabee had a dollar for every time he's been inadvertently impaled by an old meat hook at the meatpacking <laughs> warehouse on the edge of town while dancing off some frustration, he'd be a very rich man. <laughs> oh,
2: that's super gross. I mean,
1: full disclosure, I, I mean, you guys should be aware we
0: are recording this on a Thursday. On, uh, well, you know, I traveled all last week, came back exhausted, but sick on Monday. And then we're on magazine deadline. Monday night, Tuesday night, and last night, three hours sleep. And I'm, because we're working, working through the night, I'm, I am on fumes right now. So I apologize in advance because I've read my emails that I send in this state. <laughs> and I'm not mean. I'm just curt, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blanked. I would imagine that's Blanked. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, well, I mean, if you're actually an Enneagram 7, like you say you are, when things get bad, we go toward being a one, which is a perfectionist where yeah. the sentence in our head is fine. If no one else is going to take care of it, I'll take care of it. Fine. I'll just take care of it. So I'm going to send out that email because I got to take care of it. I'm going to do this because I got to take care. I'm going to stay up all night because I got to take care of this because no one else does.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not frustrated. I mean, listen, I'm I'm the last step before an issue goes to the printer. I mean, it it is literally just, I was doing my job. We just had some really busy days and I haven't been able to do it at the office. So, you know, I just got to, you know, we want to always, you know, details matter and we want to strive for excellence in everything we do. And I'm not going to like, just because I had other stuff going on, you know, just kind of like phone it in. So I'm going to put the hours in. It's just, they, they've been going until 3.30
3: in the morning. I feel like you know? you're trying That's to prepare us insane. for a conversation, a post-podcast <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not This is making me real nervous.
2: No kidding. He's, he's, like, he's like massaging something
1: I'm not, here. I'm not, I'm not checking an email. my... Thursday's
3: my off email day anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> checking my email
1: the rest of this week. Yeah, yeah. Karen, here's what I think. Just picture in your mind karate chopping a dollhouse made of popsicle sticks. How great would that feel? Just <laughs> feel great. Would you
2: really? Would you? pick I would pick stomping on it over karate chopping. It.
1: You know what they have in my? It, it, they opened near right down the street from my house. i Haven't been yet. It's, it's called a Smash Room or something like that. What? And it's a room full of like um vases and like a grandfather <gasps> clock and like old <gasps> wood what? made instruments. How is
3: this sustainable?
1: <laughs> no, no. So so it's filled with all that junk. And you can pay and you can, they'll gear you up in like, uh, like a face mask. So like shards of things do will hit you in the face and you go and smash it with a baseball bat. And literally <laughs> you pay <laughs> like a, 30 bucks a session amazing. and just go smash up. They, it, they just open one. That that's yeah. How, where did they totally get all this stuff to, what's the sustainable?
2: Yeah. I'm with Tyler. How is there, how I is I mean, that you could probably
1: get a I lot like of stuff idea. at like Goodwill for like 50 cents. You yeah. Know? For
2: like three weeks.
1: Yeah, but if you're paying, I, I don't know you're the paying. I don't know the economics of it. I'm just saying they open it down the street. I'm not. I, like I'm a, not I haven't looked at their book. Sounds like a movie pass type
0: business plan. Like great. it's not.
4: really. It's not going to
1: work. I, and I don't know how the business is doing. I haven't visited. <laughs> I, I haven't visited, but I'll be honest. I've been. I thought just to be fun to do. I I've I I, always I, it thought it's great. I've always, I, my, my cousin had a great business idea that I've always, you know, it was before Topgolf came around, which is like a driving range, essentially big targets out there, that it would be a driving range with like a big China cabinet filled with stuff. <laughs> it would have a grandfather clock. There would be a whole lamp section of the driving range. Oh, sure. Like a whole porcelain doll section. You used to go out there and whack golf balls and stuff. That'd be really fun to hit with a golf now, ball. Now, that
2: would make me want to play golf. There's not a lot that makes me want to play golf, but that would make. I would learn really so fun. that I could aim at things that really would shatter. Fun. That's hysterical. Being
0: able to walk around outside all day in capris—that doesn't make you want to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> old
5: tube, Not old
1: tube TVs, like old big computer monitors. How fun that, would that be? Just Yeah, smack that sounds the way, golf way more ball.
2: fun. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind driving a cart around. I just don't find golf to be incredibly fun. But I'm, I'm in it if, if I need to be.
1: Yeah, golf's kind of lame. <laughs> I've never played a real. I've never played an
3: actual game. I've never played an actual game of golf. Have You're not I. missing have. anything. I that's mean, just I, imagine it being
1: like. like four and a half hours Cameron? sweating. No, being frustrated. I, uh, yeah. In college, I took
0: uh, as our uh, PE course in college because every semester we had to take a PE course uh, t- uh, for two years, four semesters. I took golf, and it was like taught by the oh, wow. the golf team and the coaches and stuff. It was great. And I bought clubs, all in. I've played once in the last twenty years. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I got it. I got it good enough to go. Okay, I get it. And then I just moved on, you know, so I don't know. I, I,
1: I was actually, <laughs> let me preface it by the golf team needed to feel the team and there was no tryout, but I was still on the golf team in high school. Even though there was no tryout, because you because in order to practice it takes so long, you get out of school early, especially for tournaments, because it, got, you got to play in the daylight, you know. So I was like, dude, I'm going to miss a ton of school. This is going to be awesome, and I was <laughs> humiliated repeatedly. I got I promise this is true. I got to a tournament and uh, there was a kid named. there's a you know it's all the schools and there was someone who was very very small and very very young and he looked kind of sickly and his name was Teddy and I was like I'm going to match up with Teddy and sure enough we got paired up and Teddy destroyed me just just (laughs) really oh yeah I mean I was horrible I finished in dead last in every tournament but I didn't care hey somebody has to Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I gave Teddy
0: yeah, a good memory. The
2: guys who didn't finish Dead Last were so grateful yeah. you were there. Exactly. You
0: made everybody else so. feel better about themselves, which is what you do here on the podcast. <laughs> That's true, Jesse. Hey, uh, coming up later on the show today, uh, we have worship leader Chris McClarney joins us. Uh, he has a great new album out. I love him. I saw him perform last year at the Jesus Culture Conference in Sacramento. And actually, they recorded his last album that night. It was unreal. I had never heard oh, him before that. And he's uh, incredible. I'm a huge fan. I was, I was incredible. actually listening
1: to the album this morning, and it's, it's unbelievable. Jesse,
2: have you made friends with him yet? Because he's one of the funnier. Like he's he's incredibly funny. He's an Enneagram 7. He likes to pull pranks. I'll put him on
1: my list of people to befriend.
2: Yes, I need you to force him into friendship, as
6: I do. <laughs> <laughs> <When> <laughs> he's, he's but friendship.
0: you don't understand about yeah, Jesse's yeah. bedroom is uh, when, he befriend, uh, when he says a list of people to befriend. It's an entire wall and he has befriend. photos that he's taken, you know, in uh, in secrecy and he like, ties strings around. And he's connecting. Yeah. He's a plan to befriend all these people. Oh, yeah. It's I very, find their favorite. Dis- I, hate I find
1: out where they, where they eat. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I have he's one of those prepared. big telephoto lenses and I hide in the shrubs outside their yeah. homes yeah. to see when they cut leave and enter work. You know, I have to. To manufacture an encounter, but right. uh, it's a flawless plan. It uh, is. It's worked with uh,
0: Ira Glass, So there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, um, before we move the show along, um, it, you know, if you heard uh, Wednesday's episode, we talked for a while about um, the you know what happened at Willow Creek on Sunday and and the ensuing days. We recorded that show earlier in the week. Um, obviously, Wednesday night, um, Willow announced having a family meeting where they addressed the situation, um, from the pulpit and, uh, that happened last night. So I just wanted to tee this up and, and, uh, kind of update our listeners. Since we spent so much time of the last show talking about the situation, um, uh, one of the elders addressed, uh, the congregation, uh, um, you know, basically representing the entire elder board, it admitted, you know, uh, apologized for everything, admitted that they handled it completely wrong. And then they announced that the entire elder board and the lead pastor, uh, Heather Larson will be stepping down as well, joining Steve Carter. So the entire yeah. leadership of Willow wow. has stepped down. Well, as and a, I think a night. better
2: way, let me edit you. I don't know that they're joining Steve Carter. I think Steve Carter stepped away Led. when he found it, yeah. felt it was right to step away. And they also made that decision for themselves. Well, I just Steve didn't want to, did,
0: <coughs> I just didn't want, if somebody didn't hear last episode to think that Steve Carter sure, was sure, still sure. on staff, I was saying, Steve's already gone. He did that on yeah. Sunday and then yeah. they are now. So yeah. I mean, there was really, it's just, it's an incredibly sad situation, obviously for the victims and just, you know, the body of Christ in general is such an influential church uh, yeah. that Willow Creek has been over the last 35, 40 years. But, you know, there was no, no nothing else they could do. I mean, they had to, they, they had been. to,
2: they had, they had to. to step
0: down and hopefully, yeah. you know, I'll be praying for Willow Creek I hope you all join us in, in doing that and that, you know, God's not surprised by anything. And, you know, I'm, I I believe that God is directing somebody's steps, a new leadership team to lead that congregation. It's a, uh, to a new season of thriving and, and uh, you know, global impact. And, and that, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be a healing season for them. Uh, you know, it's a big building in suburban Chicago. And uh, it'd be awful if uh, Willow Creek, you know, kind of went away because of all this. You know,
2: and I'll tell you that last Wednesday night, when I was watching the live stream And watching Heather and watching the elders, the elder who spoke on behalf of the elders, it, a, it was absolutely heartbreaking, but I love that. They said the women's, the victims names, like like specifically apologize to the specific women. I thought that was huge and really beautiful. And while it is very heartbreaking. And I think I said this to y'all last night, or I think I said this to y'all Wednesday night when we were texting about it, this may be the first time I've had real hope that when people do the hard thing, but it's the right thing, something right. grows there. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I think Willow Creek could come out of this with a, with a really beautiful, painful, scarred up story um, and show up on the other side. I'm excited to see who the leadership finds. Because right now, I mean, it's just one of those things to think about. Right now, somewhere, someone is pastoring a church and they are who God has picked to lead Willow Creek next. And I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a beautiful thought that they may not even know yet what God has for them. And
3: the only, uh, the only the uh, only thing at yeah. all comparable to this that I can think of, and, and I don't think it's comparable. Uh, it's a rough analogy, is but it's what happened at Mars Hill a couple of years ago yeah. uh, when Mark Driscoll had to step aside. And obviously, we know about the the sad story. Mars Hill doesn't really exist in any. Yeah. No, no, uh, it totally folded. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. at all, right? Right? no yeah, it doesn't they, yeah. but, but for the, for about a the sister
1: churches like just became like independent and you know and still exist. disassociate ah. yeah yeah
3: but willow but they they did not take as drastic steps to to reform as willow is yeah. taking here I don't think um it, it, it was definitely desperate times and it was definitely uh better I, I guess if ever the the phrase better late than never applies it applies here so yeah I would I would hate to see something with that uh, amazing of a, of a legacy, uh, go down. I'd love to see a really good story come out of this. Like you said, Annie,
2: y'all know, we all are major team Steve Carter people and just love him. But also I think there's just so much courage it took for the elders and for Heather to, to apologize, yeah. to call a mistake, a mistake, and to step out of the way. I just think I just honor them for yeah. it, Not for everything, but I honor them for this, for yeah. how they handled, stepping away.
3: And it was, I'm sure, very difficult for them to call um, Bill Hyblos himself, too, to, to join them and apologize, too. That was very bold, right. and I, I hope he, I obviously hope that he heeds that call, but that was a, a brave thing to do, and I appreciated it.
0: Uh, Alright, well, you know what? Uh, on that note, let's, let's take a break and come back and do Slices. listening to Patrick Droney the song is Brooklyn at the beginning of the podcast you heard Arizona who we were talking about in uh, Wednesday's show with the the new single What She Wants well this week's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter hey hiring used to be hard with multiple job sites stacks of resumes and a confusing review process I can tell you from experience that is true but today, hiring can be easy, you only have to go to one place to get it done, ziprecruiter.com slash relevant. Uh, ZipRecruiter sends your job opening to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. Uh, as a- applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that 80% of employers get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. I actually can attest to that. We've used ZipRecruiter and yeah. we have found good people. Yeah,
1: I know. I love companies like ZipRecruiter disrupting a model. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like finding a new way to, to, to fill a big need with you know um, a really cool intuitive tool and interface. Right now, relevant podcast listeners can
0: try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ziprecruiter.com slash R-E-L-E-V-A-N-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. You know, if I say it three times, you remember it. I have it tattooed on my mind now. (laughs) (laughs) ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, so we're on a very tight schedule today. I understand that. And And but I have to go to the dentist. That's so we do. We really I'm are on a tight schedule. To okay, yeah. and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a two for, but I'm gonna keep them both very short. But <laughs> you have to tell me. I'm gonna take a quick vote. Um, Chandler, you're de, you're the decider today. Right, okay, right. the, the 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 stories you have to choose from is an alien signal detected from outer space. Oh, wild goats taking over the neighborhood, or a church that plans to build a brewery. Pick two of the three. Go. Oh man, that's hard. Uh, I'll go with the last two. No, I wouldn't know about the alien.
2: Same, same, same. Don't listen yeah. to him. I care right, way okay, more. The church. church- goes- a a like,
1: and it's <laughs> controversial. Who cares? Okay. Yeah, duh, Of course. A terrible choice, happening. Chandler. Terrible. Okay, you were tested and failed. <laughs> cool. And you failed. And I will say this. I will say this. I tried to get the the science mic button going, but uh, uh, it's um, been radio silent. And and yeah, I can only assume he's been abducted by aliens. Um, <laughs> that's the outcome of this slide. So, <laughs> a very large telescope in Canada has detected a mysterious signal that they have no idea what it is. Um, So it's the lowest frequency frequency signal ever received by a telescope. And scientists have a lot of theories that what could be causing it. Um, But at this point, it's all just theories. Now, uh, how this comes in is like, do you guys remember the movie Contact based on the Carl Sagan book? Yeah, Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Tower uh, you know
1: with with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and it's, it, it takes place at SETI, which is uh, this uh, institute the the in search for I think it's the in search for Televent, intelligent life institute or something like that. Um, uh, but they have like these massive satellites that are always on and they're always detecting signal signatures from outer space. Now I remember in the movie, uh, one night they start getting these big blips that are unlike anything they've ever received. That's essentially what happened at this Canadian telescope in Canada that is scanning the skies for weird signals. Um, it's led some to theorize that this could... um uh, you know, be a, a very significant outlier because these are radio bursts, bursts of radio waves that have never been observed, and no one knows. Even the brightest minds and scientists, uh, in science, have any idea what causes them. Here's the last line of the the AP story. Okay, okay. um, it says they could not rule out the possibility. Um, that this is a high-powered signal from a very advanced alien civilization, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. This could be one of the biggest stories in human history. We could be trying to be contacted right here, right now, and so uh, no one knows what it is. We'll have to keep you updated if I get any. If I get anything from Science Mike, uh, you know, in. Info- offer some clarity i'll let you know but that's insane uh, but right now they don't know what this is they didn't even know that they could receive frequencies th- at this low in these type of bursts they didn't even know that was possible to receive from space um so they're not like freaking out oh, but they're I hope, definitely I like
2: there's aliens i really have always hoped that really yes i don't want them to eat us or kill us i just want I there to be like other things i feel like if there things.
1: are I I Yes, yeah, it's stati- probably not good. Statistically speaking, there there's something else out there. It's just we haven't it. Yeah, problems. I'm sure yeah, there's some life out there. I don't know. They haven't found advance. us. Why is it all? is it on us to find them? Well the Mats actually are really intangent maybe, in maybe they have, Tyler. Maybe they have we got us. a lot going on on Earth. Maybe they found <laughs> us a long time ago. And I mean, are we
2: sending... So that makes me ask the question, are we sending out blips like that across the space? We send out... Space? Not
1: only are we sending out <laughs> things intentionally, we've mean? been sending out things unintentionally. So... Uh, so So... Well, we're, bo- okay. So Am like when you turn, if you're on the radio, radio, oh the radio is radio waves, right? And so yeah. even, so right now, so like the first thing, like let's say the first thing, like if you're an alien and you're receiving incoming signals, it would be from like the German Olympics or something. I think that was the first thing broadcast on like an air frequency. So that's the mm-hmm. last thing out, the first thing that left Earth. So that'd be the first thing you see, but. Carl Sagan, the guy who wrote Contact, actually, um, he blasted off into space, uh, this, uh, capsule, this container that has, uh, like imprinted in gold because gold's very durable in space, um, things that, talk about humanity, including like songs that could be played like in like, you know, could be interpreted like in a sort of like physical form, like a record player. There's
3: like, there's like a Blind Willie Johnson album in there. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, he's, it's true. He, he did it like he picked his favorite things and sent him off into space as the best representation of what humanity can um, offer. Yeah.
2: Why have I never fallen? Down? This is what I'm going to do on vacation is I'm just going to fall down the rabbit hole of what we've sent to space to try to talk to aliens.
3: The, yeah. And he, right now, I, off the dome, you're sending something into space. It's gonna be. It's got to be the best single thing that humanity's created. Yeah. The aliens are gonna find it. It's gonna dissuade them anything. from coming to attack. What anything? Anything. It would never Assume last. But read. I would
2: send a Coke icy and Mumford and Sons. sigh no more. That's the two things I would send. I'm like, if <laughs> let me tell you why you want to come to this planet. We're doomed. These two We're doomed. things. Sign no more. <laughs> they, Coke they, icy.
1: They, no, the, what what happened is they would drink the Coke icy and then they would listen to the Mumford and Sons. And as soon as they hear the Mumford and Sons, they'd be like. Activate the laser beams.
5: <laughs> 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 we must Slow rid, this, we must rid this. threat from the no. universe. Oh, yeah. No. So, what would you say? Turn, turn you your phasers
0: off. Stun. I mean, literally. I, I mean, I honestly, the most important
1: thing ever humanity's ever created in my mind is the Bible.
0: Oh, would. So
3: send yeah. that. Would. Oh, that's
2: powerful. Yeah. yeah, Cameron preached.
1: They might. They might have sent a Bible. They sent a couple to the moon. One of one of which got brought back, and they just um, they just auctioned off the uh which we we posted about recently okay so i'm gonna move on to the second the second story so a bunch of people in a in a suburban neighborhood in boise ohio uh woke up the other day and when they woke up everyone you know was getting ready for work and they looked out the windows and hundreds of goat, goats were wandering the neighborhood oh, yeah. eating everything what? inside yeah. um so So they, so they, they get up, people start taking pictures. They have no idea where these goats came from. So just imagine waking up and there is a herd of goats walking down your street, eating all the bushes, eating all the grass. A
2: hundred feels like more than a herd, right? It it was,
1: it was like 120 something goats (gasps) just wandering this neighborhood. So they, no one knows where they came from. They, no one knows what to do. And so they call animal control and they say, Hey, there's a bunch of goats in the neighborhood. Evidently, this neighborhood in Boise doesn't have that much of a wildlife problem because they only brought one truck to take care of the problem and quickly realized that... uh the they were overwhelmed and they had no solution to the, to what to do with these goats and at this point no one knew still where they came from so animal control shows up and was able to get a couple of them but i mean it's going to take them like 50 trips to round up all these goats meanwhile the goats are terrorizing the neighborhood um eventually, terrorizing
3: in and in, a, like, in like adorably and like just yeah. fucking around right, like, they're, they're like
2: they're a, bad. not in an like,
1: alien I'll say this. if you're way. like a rose bush you're getting terrorized <laughs> if you're if you're casually walking <laughs> The You're like, oh, cool! There's a bunch of goats out there. You're
2: today. a rose bush. Well,
1: huh? Is there a farm nearby? I
0: mean, like, where, where, where did they come from?
1: Okay, so, but, but people's, it, it, well, I'll get to the bottom of the mystery soon. um But it, it's not before people in the neighborhood started taking pictures and tweeting about it with tweets and images, including "the revolution is starting." Um, goats are on the lamb <laughs> you there you who've go. go- <laughs> goat to be kidding me oh, uh, wow. so Twitter was over- overtaken by this eventually the owner of a business called We Rent Goats went looking for his herd of goats which were feeding on a nearby <laughs> pond and realized every single one of them escaped um,
2: we,
0: rent we Rent Goats yeah, I've, I've We Rent
1: Goats essentially what land. they do
3: it's a natural uh, lawn care service yeah, exactly, right too. instead of mowing you exactly, send goats out to exactly. eat so this
1: is a thing now this is a thing and and i first i first became aware of this on uh a very cavalry kristen cavallari and jay cutler's reality show whereas a prank someone got jay cutler goats yeah and right there in nash vegas yeah um but evidently there's it's a they they market it as like an eco-friendly way to cut your grass
5: (laughs) where you know you're not firing up a
1: lawnmower uh, you're not using gasoline, or and it's not loud. And what they do is a goat herder will come over with like five goats and just let them hang out in your yard for like an hour. He'll keep them in the yard and yeah. they eat all the grass. And Sometimes, yeah, he, he, yeah, they can't. Presumably, you're not going to get those fresh, clean lines you get with grass cutting.
2: No, no, no. I mean, unless you are. I don't know. <laughs> unless You're
1: really good at goat herder, like a
2: unless really talented go like, goat herder. You're paying herder. extra yeah. for the goats that move in lines. So, so I don't
1: there's, a, so it's like a business that anyone can go in, in Boise and they're popping up all over. Like I said, Tyler, I know they're there in Nashville. Um, I might do yeah, it. but, but you can rent goats to cut your lawn. But the problem is, the problem is the, the, the property owners of like a natural pond nearby, uh, had ordered it and he was like, this is a big job. I'm going to need like 120 of these things. <laughs> They, it's not clear how he let them go. I'm assuming he fell asleep on the job. <laughs> this happened early morning. So I think he's like, I'll take the overnight shift and just dozed off, woke up at the pond, and all the goats are gone. And oh. that's when he realized he has a problem on his hand. But anyway, the We Rent Goat Guys was go. He able to herd his goats back. Uh, but for briefly, it looked like the goat ev- revolution of taking over humanity had begun. Both of these are scary stories today. Both of these. But if the aliens do come, I hope they come when the goats have taken over a neighborhood. Here's why. Because they're going to be like, okay, we have to take over this planet. We got to take down the top species. They come down and they land in Boise. They're like, well, obviously the top species here is goats. Let's take out the goats and humans are fine. you know. <laughs> so it could be synchronous.
3: Goats are great. I, and I, I
2: grew up am, with goats. Lo- we had goats at my house. Oh, because I, we had... I mean, goats
1: are great, but I like humans better. That's
2: right. But like that. as a kid, we had to have someone eat the kudzu and it wasn't going to be us. So we needed goats. They had to eat all the what kudzu. kudzu is. What? You don't know what
1: kudzu is? Kudzu is killing Georgia.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an invasive. It's like a it's vine. A non, it's a, oh,
1: it's like the invasive
0: vines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's it was imported from Japan and went wild. There's no natural predator to it or whatever in Georgia, and it has taken over. It doesn't. It grows incredibly fast.
1: It'll take over a tree, suffocate it, and kill a forest.
0: That's
2: right. So the, we had it's like, the,
1: it's like the iguanas in South Florida. So we on our
2: property where I grew up was like 18 acres in a pond and a farm kind of thing. And so we had to have a bunch of goats to eat all the kudzu so it wouldn't take over.
0: There you go. Farm life with Annie. All right, Annie, what do you have? A kudzu update this week?
3: (laughs) The kudzu watch
1: 2018
2: <laughs> yeah aliens
1: come take our goats and our kudzu yeah, you, you can, can have take them the kudzu. And take them to your home planet. what if
2: that's what we should send to space kudzu see what happens yeah, kudzu.
1: all of it well it'll
0: conquer Maybe. other it lands yeah we don't need exactly. to send you all, can't we need stop, stop like, kudzu. A,
2: a leaf and it takes over
0: yeah all right what do you have amy
2: okay so i thought this i'm disappointed a little bit because i thought i had found an actual slice about you guys at uh bonnery no not bonnery where were you <laughs>
1: Lollapalooza. 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 And I know I, what the slice is. And Annie, we're going to move on to Tyler because no. that is a very mean thing to say. I, I like, know what oh the headline gosh, of this, this a, story is. Tyler, what do you got, now? This man? is so
2: weird. I <laughs> don't know this. I, I don't know am Needles. My friends in this article, but it isn't. The longer I read, it happened in Germany. But
1: I, I'm so mad at your joke. I am going to go slap <laughs> buster right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so these two senior citizen men disappeared from their retirement home and were found at a music festival. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh So they were, they, this happened in Germany last week. They literally disappeared. Nobody knew it. The nursing home alerted the police who discovered the elderly men were missing from the home and they were found the next morning, 25 miles away at what is considered the largest heavy metal gathering in the world. And even after they were located and taken to like the medical tent, it said they, they were a little disoriented, but they were having a great time and didn't want to leave. I love
1: this. This is a great story. I picture the people at the retirement home like knocking on the door, for breakfast, and they're like, "No one's answering. What are we gonna do?" And they find like a, a you know a bunch of sheets like knotted together and a rope going out the window, yep. and yep. guy and, and, and like some guy liner near the mirror in the bathroom. They're like, I think I know where they went. I
2: think I know exactly. Everybody, we know exactly where they went.
1: I, I see. There's a bunch of receipts from Hot Topic. They're going to the Heavy Metal Festival. Go. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> I admire I admire what they went through here. I am a little disappointed there wasn't like a Ferris Bueller situation where they had rigged up a dummy in the beds to keep it, like giving themselves a little bit longer, get by themselves a little more time. This feels like a, a movie a that sets. like Will
2: Ferrell, like the guys from Will Ferrell's movies, like the one about yeah. the race car talent. Well, it like a Robert
3: De Niro, yeah. like, like, yeah. Know, cool. we need some, we need some crusty back.
0: old, it's guys. old yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It feels like a great Martin movie. Sheen. I would watch it. I think it'd be funny to watch two really old guys. To well, just me and Jesse can
0: just vlog next next year when we go to
3: Lala, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. What do you have, Tyler?
2: All right. So
3: uh, I'd be surprised if you guys, if this didn't cross your radar at some point, because it was big news. But, but I feel like we're still all sort of unpacking yeah. this a little bit. And I respect y'all's opinions. I want to hear your thoughts what on I all What kind of do you to say? Um, did you see the news about the Academy's new announcements about how the Oscars are changing yeah, this year? this is so no, weird. What?
0: I, I have not. What, is, what's going this, on?
3: OK, this is going to get prepare yourself, Cameron, because this blew my mind and and uh, they're making three changes. I'm going to read them to you, I think, in order, in ascending order of how crazy and in my opinion, bad they all are. Um, yeah. So the first thing they're going to change, uh, and this is the least crazy, although I don't think it's a great idea. Earlier air date, uh, they're going to st- they're going to air uh, the first week of February uh, instead of the last weekend in February. Uh, not that yeah. big of a deal, except for, yeah. for a lot of places, uh, they don't even get these movies until later on in February for uh, outside of like New York, L.A. Uh, a lot of places on the coast don't won't be able to see a lot of the Best Picture nominees. Did they say until later. why
0: they're doing that? Because that seems unnecessary. Why are they doing that?
3: No, no stated reason for any of these okay. changes. Although yeah. I think we can sort of guess yeah, on the last a few one, of I'm them. Yeah. yeah um, the next one is they're cutting it down to a hard three hour time limit. Three hour Oscars telecast, which would make sense, except for in order to achieve that, they're going to air most of the awards during the commercials. So we're not even going to see the award presentation and uh, and they're going to edit those and then release those later if you want to see it. But I assume the technical awards, the sound, the design, the visual editing, uh, those things we're not going to see, even though for people like me, I kind of like seeing those awards. I think it's cool to see how the see the people who never thought they were going to get an Oscar, get one you instead are, of just the big ones. Can't,
1: Tyler, I would say you are alone in that. No one cares. about <laughs> so the
5: these, one. these sound like
1: improvements to me. Let's get, let's cut to the big one. Let's the, get, the so let's get one. to the big one. New category.
0: I mean, you really don't need to tune in until 10 p.m. I mean, yeah. that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The first two especially hours like with this new a couple category, couple songs and dances, and a bunch of technical awards. And yeah. I
3: don't want to see like I don't watch the Oscars for the bits for the host segments because I think they're they're usually not that funny. You can right? see it's kind of lame right after. Yeah, you can catch you can catch the highlights on YouTube. The last one is the new category, and I'm just going to read it to oh, you no. as the Academy put it in their letter. We'll be creating a new category for outstanding achievement in popular film. Oh, so like blockbusters
0: and comedies and stuff like for like so for like, well for so like yeah, the rock whatever. movies like the rock will never get an Oscar but now he will exactly, well, well, wow. exactly. a lot of people Black are, Panther yeah. isn't
3: going to be best picture nominee but it can be the best it can be an achievement in popular yeah but which films. is totally
1: and here's some of the feedback I have like seen that I I don't know why you don't like it I like because that. because like what may, why shouldn't like a lot of people that are saying this was made specifically this year for Black Panther like but why shouldn't Black Panther because it's a, it's a Marvel movie, with and it's a comic book movie, and so in a lot of people's mind, that automatically makes it not qualify for Best Picture. Like they don't they don't nominate movies like I that. Mean, Best I mean, can I?
0: mean, as just a, I'm not a film buff the way you and maybe Tyler Daswick are. I I just watch movies, and and I gotta be honest with you, it's impossible to evaluate like a drama like, you know, what was the one with Winston Churchill, you know, like that one. Yeah. And then like compare that to like, is that better or worse than Black Panther or is that better or worse than this comedy or musical? I mean, they're totally different things. And to me, the summer movies that made August kind of release slate is, is, is a, is a totally different genre that you can't put against pedigree type art, you know, and best picture and stuff like that. And to honor or at least acknowledge The popularity and the quality, and this is good for what they were trying to do. This is excellent for what their their goals. They were they're just different goals. I think it's fine.
3: It feels like a ghetto to me. It feels like they're creating a like. It's the academy saying. I guess you the like hoi polloi gets to have their movies. If and if the masses like the riffraff and rabble think that, but like. Infinity War or Mission Impossible Fallout, if they like that one, then we can give it a little pat on the head with our achievement in <laughs> it, well, like yeah, it feels like a... Because it it's still not best
1: picture. It's it's still not best picture. It's best picture with an asterisk. I, well, like, I oh, think, you're the best but, I mean, I,
0: you know, obviously maybe in,
1: in the next five
0: years, there will be a film that transcends and wins both categories, you know? But I mean, you know, I think the biggest criticism of the Oscars as it's happening, because the three of us are wildly active in our Twitter feeds during the Oscars, um, is that, you know, it's like out of touch with what America is enjoying. And if you look back at past Oscar winners, there's actually no representation of what the biggest and best movies of the year actually were. Here's a way that they're trying to course correct. And maybe there can be a Venn diagram year where it wins both categories. Like several movies sweep several categories. But, you know, like, I, I I don't mind it. I mean, like, maybe The Rock won't win an Oscar, but I like the idea that, like, Infinity War could actually, like, be recognized by the Academy? No. Yeah,
3: What would the, what would the criteria be? What would yeah. the like, What what is a popular movie versus what is a, a real contender? Yeah. For? That, that, that's
1: the other thing. They haven't really outlined it. If it comes down to budget, if it comes down to like, if it was like a big hit, but I, I but I feel like, well, hold on. Okay. I, so like you in, in design, you would see the difference
0: between fine art and, you know, the art that they sell at target from, you know, jo- Joanna Gaines. It's, that's really good. And it's popular and it's like excellent. And it's,
1: current and whatever but it's not fine art it's a totally different evaluation process Yeah well well but but I think and that's a fair point but I think that also points to perceptions about fine art like you know like if you were to go if the average person were to go into a fine art gallery that had like you know really experimental but highly acclaimed works of contemporary art and someone put something like a, a fancy piece of driftwood from pier 1 and switch the tags. The average person might not know which one is the fine art and which one is consumer art or consumer decor. I, but, I think a true, I th-
0: but a true critic, which is what the Academy is supposed to be, do know. They do know the difference the, between what is art and what is design. Or but what but it, I
1: think some people would say, like, what happens when that line gets really blurry? Well, when, then they win both when, categories. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know.
3: Like, the well, like, yeah, uh, Titanic. Which won Best Picture uh, a few years ago. That It's a very expensive movie, made a ton of money, it's very popular, also one Best Picture. Uh, you could say the same thing about uh, uh, Return of the King, maybe, Best Picture winner. Uh, Amadeus, really expensive, prestigious, Gladiator. Yeah. That, that's where the lines get blurry, because these are both very popular, they, they make a lot of money, they're a high budget, and they're also just... Critically very well done.
0: And then, But, you know, then, you know, when the Star Wars franchise came back and it was incredibly well received and incredibly popular and unanimously critically acclaimed and all that, I mean, it would be never considered for best picture. Yeah. This would be a category that you could acknowledge. Like, that was an excellent Star Wars movie. You
1: know, I mean, yeah, like, I, 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 I think I think part of the issue is like, no matter how good that star like the like The Last Jedi or whatever was it would automatically be disqualified for being the best picture before it's even released because it's part of, uh, yeah, you know, it's a franchise. It's a franchise. Yeah. You know? yeah,
0: I agree. You know? And so, here I link. think,
1: I, I think that's the point that some people are making is like, should that be a separate category or should something be disqualified just because it's, you know, a franchise, you know, but like you can't, in
0: my opinion, you can't, hold up a Star Wars, excellent Star Wars movie against an excellent Daniel Day-Lewis movie and evaluate them in the same category. To me, Daniel Day-Lewis is making timeless art. Star Wars is making not necessarily as timeless you know i don't know it's just a different lane sure yeah
3: and i but i think that well well, so we're getting close to circling one of the controversies that is coming out of this which is that reportedly these decisions came down from the very top the top being abc which is owned by disney disney who stands the most to gain from having a popular movie category because they own lucasfilm and marvel uh, and
1: obviously, oh, exor- oh, as well. Yeah.
3: So, so yeah, that gets so that gets a little hey, well. Complicated. And the other
1: thing, too, is like, and again, camera, I think all your points are valid, but you but there very, is a degree of that, out of you. touchness with <laughs> the academy's choices. Like, look at the artist. Like I like that I don't know, four or five years ago, the black and white musical about Hollywood's golden era. I feel like pretty universally right now that seems like an absurd choice to win best picture because even the people saw it was like, Yeah, it's okay, but it was almost like the Academy making a point to say we are better than the populace, and we know better. And we redeem, we deem this movie who no one, a movie that nobody cares about anymore. You know, like it, it came and went, and 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 made no lasting impact on culture. And it was right. almost like kind of them thumbing their nose at moviegoers the ones who support the whole industry saying we know better than you even if that decision now looks ridiculous i mean to
0: me to me the the, now you're actually just getting into what is what is the purpose of this is uh, because like the same could be said in other formats of artistic endeavors i mean like what critics of fine art would be very enamored by and, and then you put it in front of like Americans, you know, like just like, uh, you know, what do you think of this piece of art? And they just don't get sure. it. You know, like, I mean, you're kind of wondering like, well, who's right, who's wrong? Neither. I mean, but yeah. what is the purpose of it? Is it critical evaluation of art or is it, is this a good and popular movie that represents the time we're in and and the tastes of, of the public? I, yeah. I think, I don't think the Academy would say that they're trying to represent the taste of the public, that they actually are trying to look deeper at cinema as an art form, you know, like,
3: but I, I think I wonder like who uh, as somebody who I, I like the Oscars a lot, I look forward. I'm glad we're getting into Oscar season. I obviously love Marvel movies a lot. I've never felt the need to have Marvel represented in the Oscars because I know that it's not a they're they're not prestige movies. And, and I don't really care that they're not going to be. I think occasionally they get close to it. I think the big question around what should the best picture be or what should it look like started in 2007 with the dark Knight, when it was snubbed. And there was a yeah. lot of people who were upset about that and felt it should have gotten be- recognition be- that because, it didn't that,
1: get. because that crossed the, the, that crossed the line a little like it was an artsy important movie with lots of social commentary, but it just happened to be but in the framework of a Batman movie. movie. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but that's not that's not gonna happen. You get one of those a decade, you know. That doesn't happen very. The closest thing you could say recently would probably be Fury Road, which got nominated for Best Picture and it didn't win, but they were able to find room for it in their nominations, and I think that was appropriate. Yeah.
1: The the irony is all the all of the early Best Pictures, like you know, Gone with the Wind, Ben Hur, like some of the classics were the most successful movies of the time. They they were the popular movies of their day.
3: Yeah. True. True. There is a growing divide, and I think this highlights a growing divide between. The, the popular popcorn fare like Fallout, <laughs> Marvel, Star Wars, and more prestigious uh, award-bait Things like The Shape of Water, uh, Moonlight, Birdman, and we're kind of missing that middle ground. That like this is for adults. This is for like this is a a grown-up movie. But it still is uh, is accessible. And and the other thing too is like comedy. But you don't. There isn't as many. Yeah, comedy
1: seems to be somewhat exempt from being best picture just because. Like I I feel like the last one I remember getting nominated. I could be wrong. I'm going off the top of the head, but I remember like Little Miss Sunshine. I think was nominated. You know, which was a, a comedy. But a lot of times, like they're kind of ghettoized too and put into their own category because of the genre, not because of the merits of the quality. You know?
0: I agree with that. Okay. Well, hey, by the way, before we wrap it, I just want to acknowledge um, it's not that Annie fell asleep or got bored. She had to step away for a minute, but do not fear and don't hit stop. Annie will be back in the next segment. So she just had to uh, step away for a minute. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. Chris McClarney joins us i yeah. um. to Joy Wave. The song is Blast Off. Chris McClarney is a worship leader, songwriter, and a member of the Jesus Culture Music Collective. His new album, Breakthrough, is a theologically deep exploration of God's love filled with praise anthems and worship ballads. We recently spoke with Chris about the album, the inspiration for some of its breakout tracks,
1: and a lot more for people that want a really good worship album and that description talks about the theological themes in it it's like it's one of those that's like a meaty worship album it has it's like emotional and has all the stuff you want in like a worship album but there's some real uh, interesting lyrics going on there
0: here is our conversation with Chris McClarnie
4: Was there a point when this was a studio album and you made the decision to take it live or was it always about the live performances?
5: Oh, that's a really good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked that. Um, well, I, I've i done studio things in the past and um, to be honest, I mean, I'll probably do it again, but it's just not my favorite because uh, at the core of what I do, I'm just a worship leader. Uh, I lead worship every Sunday at my church here in Franklin and for me the whole reason why I do it is that interaction with the crowd and um, seeing people connect to God in ways. So this record was going to be a live record from the start but there have been times where we've kind of toyed like the first time I did something on Jesus Culture we talked about it being a Studio reference, but then quickly I I just told them what I just told you, which was I hate making studio records. Can we do it just do something live? So
4: That environment, though, can be so encouraging and empowering, but I'm wondering if there was a song on the album that you were maybe a little more nervous to perform live or to bring before an audience that maybe felt more more of a risk, maybe something a little more intimate or personal. Does one of the tracks stand out?
5: Um. Well, on this record, the one I was nervous to sing was Crazy Love. And it's because um, I wasn't sold on calling it Crazy Love. It was my idea to begin with. So I came with this idea of, man, I want to write this song. I actually had it sitting in my phone for, gosh, like five years. I, I remember writing just this, this little line about uh, how crazy God's love is and recording it on my phone in a uh, house we lived in like two houses ago. Wow. So it was a long time ago. yeah. And I've just been carrying it around kind of like, I love this idea, crazy, like God's love. It doesn't make a lot of sense because he's the creator of the universe. And and yet he, he gave his only son and came down and died for Um, And that just felt crazy But I Was very Like every time I tried to write the song I kept Thinking to myself "Uh, You can't You can't call God's love crazy People are going to be mad about it And Mm. It's like a joke If you have to explain it It's not (laughs) It's not good Right So I I knew what I meant And uh, Every time I sat down to write it It just felt like I was Trying to over explain it And I tried to change it to perfect love and it didn't feel right. I tried to sing it as perfect love and then I tried to sing it I forget all the iterations that we went into, but none of them felt right. And I kept coming back to, well, at the end of the day, I know what I'm singing. I know I know what I mean and it feels right. So it, it was very personal and I was very scared that people wouldn't understand it. but. As soon as I started thinking it, people kind of jumped on board, and I think they understood that I wasn't calling that crazy. And hopefully, I don't get too many emails. But um, <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It, yeah, it, it's, it's it's amazing. It's the best kind of crazy.
4: You make breakthrough the title track and and I feel like there has to be some reasoning behind that cuz that's so many people's first impression if you're coming into this album and oh oh there's the song from the title and it kind of like pulls it out a little bit so yeah. so what what was what was the what was the reasoning for that like why did you want kind of why did you want breakthrough to sort of stand for the entire album
5: part of it was I I had heard this a bunch in conversation. So, like I said, I'm a worship pastor at a church here in Franklin. And then I'm a go by myself and also with Jesus Culture. When you talk to people about where they're at, and I kept hearing this word where it was like, I just need a breakthrough. I feel like I'm stuck. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. And people just kept saying it. And so, coming into the record, at least the writing... Process for the record, one of the things I wanted to write about was Breakthrough, and uh, I did not exactly know what that meant. Uh, so there was a little bit of exploration that had to happen in that. I mean, what does that mean? People say Breakthrough, and what do they mean? Like, uh, So we, we I sat down with some writers and kind of dove into like, okay, Breakthrough, you know let's not make it about you know the kind of breakthrough where you're just depressed and sad and life is horrible and you need it to be good but uh, what if what if it's just the the idea that there's more that we need I feel like every time I go back to my parents house I feel like a kid again and, and sometimes you get stuck in those patterns in your everyday life where you come home and there's just a way that you act and uh and you feel like you can't break out of these you're just stuck you're you're stuck in uh patterns that aren't beneficial to your life and uh and so we sat down and we were just like all right so sorry is just like take me from where i've been into something new you know i need to, i need a breakthrough yeah.
0: Christmas Chris Carney stay tuned up next it's our listener of the week <muching> You're listening to A
1: la Claire Ensemble. This song is Le FMO. Oh, wow. wow. Dude, it is <laughs> French, <laughs> French hip hop. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> You've made that update.
0: Well, this week's episode is also brought to you by Blue Apron. With chef designed recipes and perfectly portioned mm. fresh farm ingredients delivered right to your door, Blue Apron makes your dinner quick, easy, and oh, yeah, insanely tasty. Uh, hey, uh, you can skip meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. You can experience the joy of summer with mouth watering favorite grilling recipes like chicken with barbecue sauce and juicy cheeseburgers with spicy slaw, or choose from one of Blue Apron's exciting partnerships like with
1: Master Chef and Bob's Burgers. Bob's. Yeah. Can I can I say one thing? Like, I love all that stuff. You can go online, you can check out recipes, there's some customization stuff. Me I'm not I'm not I don't think better than a professional chef. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to stick on their plan. And I don't look. I open the box and it's like a little Christmas morning. What am I going to be surprising? What kind of rigatoni or fancy arugula am I going to be surprising my family <laughs> with tonight? They, they're they're fantastic. And like I said, there's a real thrill out of opening that box and see what you got that week, especially if you're like me and you don't check beforehand. Yeah, It's a thrill tell ride you if you, if you fly coming? blind like me. You know? Oh, you can pick what you want. <laughs> you, you just can pick. You yeah. can't I, I like I said, they have great customization <laughs> options. I don't you know, I think for people who are into MasterChef or or, or those shows, it's yeah. awesome. But if you're like me, a food novice, yeah, who I wouldn't know what to pick. I'm I'd be like, I really I don't know. I don't know, this all looks fantastic. You can yeah. let them pick for you and, yeah. and open it like a big surprise mystery box. Oh my god! And it's so you get a rush. And you get a good meal. I mean, it's, it's hard to beat that. Hey,
0: Check out this week's menu and get your... Fr- you, hey, I'm telling you, the copy says, check out this week's menu. So don't do what Jesse does. Uh, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash relevant. That's blueapron.com slash relevant to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, it is time for. You listen to the show and
5: it's time to get to know you. It's a listener of the week.
0: Our listener of the week.
1: Uh, Okay, Jesse, who did you select this week? Uh, Today's guest is Cindy. Cindy, I'm going to need you to pronounce your last name for us, though.
6: It's Agansillo, rhymes with pillow.
1: Agansillo. There you we go. Welcome rhymes. to the show, Cindy Agansillo. Agoncillo rhymes with pillow. That's a very odd last name. Agansillo <laughs> rhymes with
0: pillow.
6: for <laughs> first act is <laughs> no one knew how to say her last name.
1: Uh, Cindy, where are you calling us from?
6: I'm calling you from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania.
0: Mechanicsburg. Oh. What, are you a mechanic? Is it full of mechanics there? Is that where all mechanics come from? Wow.
6: It used to be. Uh, I guess a lot of um, wagons, it would be like kind of the halfway point where Wagons needed to be repaired. And so there are all these mechanics like the in the area trail? and they took care of them. Yeah. I was about to say the halfway point of what? Um, we are near um, Harrisburg. So it's like halfway between like oh, Philadelphia yeah. and Harrisburg. Pittsburgh. Um, so I don't know exactly where they were traveling, but it was halfway point of somewhere.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, Jesse, let's go through her three facts. She tweeted us three facts about herself that caught your eye.
1: What are they? Okay. I, Cindy, I'm, I'm going to so skip running. around here. I want to start with number two. Number two, that your old office. Okay. I was, I'll say this. I was kind of on the fence with some of Cindy's and Cindy, you and I have been corresponding (laughs) on Twitter and, uh, you offered clarity (laughs) for number two, which really hooked me in because originally, originally said my old office was the subject of a TLC reality show. It's like, okay, that's interesting. We'll see. And then she said, here's a follow up. I've seen that
0: show. I've seen that show about an office in, in Pennsylvania. You yeah.
1: know, uh, yeah. Yeah. the special <laughs> yeah. was called Extreme Poodles. <laughs>
5: yeah. You got me, Cindy. You're in.
1: Your office was the subject of a show called Extreme Poodles. What yes. is the story there? So, uh,
6: the office wow. that I worked for it was a production company, and we produced trade shows and magazines for the dog grooming industry. So oh, very wow. very specific audience, uh-huh. um, but at
2: each of these
6: trade shows, there would also be a dog grooming competition. And most of them well, hold were on. like, what, know, what, um, what merits a different breed. Like, <laughs> and how, so like, how
1: are you awarding dog grooming? It seems like pretty straightforward. Yes. Like, is the
0: dog Wait, wait, wait. Is right? it like yeah. they do those crazy hair things where they put like, you know, a castle into somebody's hairdo and all that? They do that on dogs? <laughs>
6: Yes. So that would be part of the creative grooming competition that happened at the, like the very end of the conference. And so, um, all of the competitors would be preparing for weeks on end, um, preparing like the, the color. So they would like dye the, the color, um, into like the, the poodle's hair. And then, live on stage they would be cutting these designs into the hair and each design had a theme and then they had a short amount of time to do a presentation um, whether that was like a, a skit or a song that had to do with the theme of their design
1: Uh, (laughs) No. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. uh, I want to unpack a couple things. We're moving really fast through this.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Okay, so one,
1: people would pay money knowing that they're going to be in the audience to see a live dog haircut. Two... (laughs) So you're telling yes. me it's True. not really grooming competition because the organizers quickly found out that that would be too boring. Yeah. So they attack on a comedy skit after the grooming? I want to go to so this. is it like those extreme cake things where like they can
0: make the extreme wedding cake on the show but then the last final
1: tense moment is they have to carry it across the room and put it on the judge's no, table? No, but that's even worse, Cameron. This is like, uh-huh, hey, uh-huh. you got to make the extreme cake yeah. and then you have to see who can do the best backflip overall <laughs> running over. <laughs> like, it's something completely unrelated to dog grooming at wow. least carrying the cake is related right, to baking cakes right. like you know like that will actually come up in the cake baking yeah. if you're if you're a professional dog hair cutter it's rarely gonna be a time okay now you and the dog uh do your own rendition of who's on first like that's never gonna happen <laughs> that's never gonna happen why do they add that to the competition
6: i think the skit was to appeal for the people's choice award um <laughs> and so which i think was applause based And then there would be judges who would actually be critiquing like the technique. And, um, but there was kind of like that, that tense moment of like a countdown. And then the, the judges would announce scissors down where like at that moment you had to put your scissors down, put the hairspray down, step away from the dog and then allow the judges to kind of walk through, take notes. Um, and then they, they went into kind of that that presentation portion, which was often politically incorrect, sometimes, like borderline racist. Oh, it's like a salty competition. Definitely some some questionable We're going to need some details on...
1: I didn't know these were like uh, blue skits. What was so politically (laughs) incorrect about the dogs? I mean, Jesse, come on.
0: We can imagine that they do like a big... They do a big Great Wall of China into the poodle, and then they come out in some sort of stereotypical garb and do some, you know racially oh yeah, for oh, sure like that's racist. an actual
6: example yeah, okay, so, yeah, say, <laughs> how do you know there, that Cameron there's one hey, I, have uh, a ver- I think the groomer dressed up as a geisha and had like a, a Japanese <laughs> like water bridge scene yeah. on the side of the dog wow
0: wow see I, Annie I have a wide variety of interests you don't know me yeah <laughs>
2: You don't know me. No,
0: I was the guy at the end of the sh- at the end of the competition who went around and held my hand above each head so the crowd could <laughs> applaud and we could choose the people's <laughs> choice award. I interned yeah, there one summer. That
6: sounds about right.
0: Yeah, um, uh, this is <laughs> oh this is gosh. crazy. I gotta know you are no longer work at the extreme poodles thing. Do you have a I poodle? Do not. And are you passionate about dog grooming?
6: I have never owned a dog. Okay, uh, so I was I was very happy to move on from that job because um, it wasn't something I was very passionate about. Uh, I think the, the straw that kind of broke the camel's back was when I was bitten the leg by the office dog Ooh. and I decided that it was time to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do it. yeah it, it was a really yeah. bad day. The, uh, the office dog bit her and then performed a really racist get.
5: Okay. Right. So,
1: uh, I'm going to go to number three real quick, Cindy, uh, because okay. we kind of went back and forth on this one. Um, But you came up with a pretty great uh, story. I sh- I, sh- I shared it with Chandler beforehand. Chandler, Chandler, you were in agreement that this we need more information on this. Yes. Yeah, uh, so. Cindy went <laughs> on a mission trips to Ecuador with Joy Williams from the Civil Wars. That's interesting. But they also performed a drama about an evil magician in the city streets.
6: <laughs> Why? Uh, what? An
1: evil magician?
0: All in the
6: hopes of bringing people to wow.
1: Christ. Well, how old were you and Joy
0: Williams?
6: Um, I was 16. Uh, so this was about like 15 years ago. Um, and this was probably like in the heyday of her like Christian contemporary Christian music career, okay,
0: pre-Civil yeah, Wars, yeah. pre-post Civil Wars, just CCM. Okay. I gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
6: And so this was a missions trip with, uh, focus on the family with Brio magazine, um, oh, no, for man. sure. I yeah. used to write
2: for Brio. Rack I love Susan yeah. this, 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 like, this is like CCM like 90, super CCM into bingo. It. Listen, I won the Messiest Room Contest in 10th grade and got a jewelry organizer. Wow. <laughs> Thank you Ooh. very much, Brio. Wow. Cool. Yeah, we,
6: had, we had a pretty good team. We had uh, the Brio Girl of the Year who was on our team. And Joy was one of our team leaders. And she was kind of like a, a surprise. We didn't know that she oh, was going to be what there. What made
1: her the Brio yeah. Girl of the Year? <laughs> You're blowing past all this interesting stuff. <laughs> Off, Cindy. I a Bri- always wanted there is to be Brio- the Brio. Yes, Carl, I wanted what, it. Did
6: you want to be it too, Cindy? I always want to be Brio
1: girl of the year. What what's what's Constitutes Brio girl of the year? Uh,
6: there's a whole like application process where you like send in um, like a, a questionnaire about like your favorite Bible verse and um all the your church involvement and a headshot and i'm pretty sure i applied like multiple times i was like okay this is gonna be the year but (laughs) it it never was (laughs) me too cindy
2: me too girl i'm sorry
1: (laughs) <laughs> so so but but you at least got to hang out with the girl of the year. Did she really seem like the girl of the year? Or when you got yeah, to know her behind the headshot and the Bible Q and A, she's like, she's not the girl of the year. The of
2: the year. <laughs> this is definitely not the Brio
6: girl of the year. I mean, she's pretty solid. We're still Facebook friends, but uh yeah. <gasps> oh. I I it was a uh, it was a good Call person up. to meet. Me, like,
5: yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: oh, that's great. All right. And then last and the last one. Oh, hold, 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 can I ask yeah. one why was the why was the street drama about a magician? I gotta know that real quick. Okay.
6: So it was called Spellbound. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was it featured a battle between oh, this yeah. evil magician and the toy maker son. Oh yeah. And so um we there is like this kind of like toyland. Oh, this
1: is a classic. And it really yeah. <laughs> cuts through the language barrier with the gospel. Obviously, no. Like I know this because
0: uh, there was a guy named I don't know it was the ministry who made Spellbound. It was based in Tulsa, and okay. and and when I was in college in Tulsa, like that guy, his name is Tom something. He ran this like drama video. I know his daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like Spellbound, and the toy maker's son or apprentice or whatever was like their big thing and it. Boymakers. Yeah yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, there you go. That's wow, hilarious. small world. Okay, and lastly, I misread this one. Okay. So read it the way it's she wrote it and I'll tell you what I misunderstood about it, the Oh, the... the Oh, that she bartered her way into a nationally televised award That's an award interesting show. story. I want to hear it. I thought it said she once bartended her way into a nationally televised award show, which would have been a way better story. <laughs> maybe, more, she did more, yeah. maybe she
1: did both. Maybe she bartered her way in with <laughs>
2: alcohol. What's, Tyler Huckabee, you love to barter. This is your kind of story. I'm, 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 a, I'm yeah. on
1: pins and needles. I can't wait. Yeah.
6: yeah. yeah. So this... Um, Happened at one of the conferences, the, the dog grooming conferences. Um, so we had a show in Pasadena, California. Amazing. And that year, next door to our conference was the NAACP Image Awards. And Anthony Anderson was the host and his like trailer was just across the sidewalk from our registration table. And this woman walked in and she asked if she could get into the trade show because she really loves dogs and wanted to see what it was all about. And I told her, you know, well, we're not really open to the public. It costs $10 to get in if you want to pay the entry fee. Um, and she told us that she was in charge of the seat fillers. And so I said, oh, well, cool. oh, yeah, if you can get us into the award show, we'll give you a ticket to the trade show and you can just kind of walk in and uh, you won't have to pay the registration fee. And so, um, she kind of, uh, checked in with like her people and said, okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, so we let her into the show and she came back with two tickets, one for me and one for one of my coworkers. And, we arrived like just as Oprah was getting out of her limo oh. and we got to oh, see Stevie cool. Wonder oh. perform in tribute of very Nelson cool. Mandela and I walked out behind Ed Asner so, I think it, it was a pretty good deal. Yeah, deal for I think you won that, that one. It's a technically free trade show that we charge people
1: $10 Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate that this woman was willing to put her job on the line. She's so frugal for a $10 raise in exchange yeah, for yeah, right. a $10 You saw oh for Stevie Wonder, <laughs> uh, Anthony
0: Anderson. She saw dogs get groomed. I mean, I think you won that transaction. And, <laughs> and some good sketches. Good for you. I mean, it was a pretty she good deal. She saw dogs get
1: groomed and numerous racist <laughs> dog skits. <laughs> <dogs get
0: groomed.
2: laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's a lucky life. It's a lucky life. And she went on a Brio mission trip. Yep. The best. Uh, yeah.
1: Thanks
0: for listening. Uh, Cindy, we've been we've been seeing you on social media for years. Thanks for uh, listening as long as you have been. And uh, we're glad you're our yeah. listener of the week this week.
6: And this is actually the second relevant podcast network show that my name has been on or that I've been on because um, I won the contest to bring Eddie and the new activist uh, to my town. And so we got to host him here oh, uh, I yeah! work at Messiah College. And so we got to have him here and record the show That's awesome. uh, on our campus.
0: All right. Well, Cindy, thanks for joining us.
6: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Cindy.
0: Well, many thanks to Chris McClarney for joining us on today's show. Remember, his new album, Breakthrough, is out now. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at C McClarney EY. Um, and, you know, according to Annie, super hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Very
3: funny. Yeah. I don't know if his. I don't know if that comes through in his worship music or not. I, I cannot. <laughs> it's going is over the, my
1: head. He has like I, a lot of people know this. He has like a, a weird owl style worship parody album. That, uh, it's very good. It's very good. It's very sacrilegious. It's oh
0: straight up blasphemy. But it's, yeah, well, okay. but he's really popular oh, in man. the dog grooming circuit. Not PC. It's not PC. Yeah.
3: It's not PC. No. No. Put the kids to bed before you turn this one yeah. on. But, this
1: but, is Chris, yeah.
3: Chris McClarny after
1: dark if you catch my drift. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, remember Wednesday. We told you all about uh, Impact Week, which is coming up August 27th. We partnered with Bright Peak Financial. They're going to be uh, every day that week, uh, we will be taking on a new goal uh, building wells with charity water or uh, freeing people who have been trafficked through like 821. And yeah. every day we're going to be going live, we're going to be having guests, we're going to be doing stunts. Um, and we want you to join us. Bright Peak Financial is joining us and they will be accelerating the giving that's happening. They will be participating financially as well and uh, multiplying the impact of the funds that we raise those days. So join us for impact week. It's coming up August 27th. If you want to find out more, uh, you can get all the info at relevant magazine.com slash impact. week. go check it out. Join us for real. We want to make a difference that week. It's an awesome thing. Um, Thanks also uh, to our show sponsors for making the episode possible. ZipRecruiter, you can try for free at ziprecruiter.com slash relevant to uh, post a job and start getting some great candidates. Um, Also, thanks to Blue Apron. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash relevant. Well, on that note, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey.
2: I'm Annie F. Downs.
0: We will see you next week.
6: for listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe
5: so when you try to wash it off you'll remember that you can't forget
1: Just go punch that ballistic dummy as hard as you can right in the stomach. Been like,
2: ah, boom. Relevant Podcast Network.